I love the color red. My first car was bright red. One of my favorite pictures of myself has a red brick background. Even, even my phone is red. You can see that right here. My phone is a shiny red color. But in February, I don't like the color so much. It's a bit overdone because of Valentine's Day. And just as it has done to the 25th of December, secular culture has distorted February 14th beyond all recognition of the saint for whom it is named. In fact, so much so that in 1969, even the Roman Catholic Church decided to stop commemorating St. Valentine on this day. Things had gone so far off the rails. But we still do remember St. Valentine. And for those of you who don't know his story, he was a saint of the third century who lived in Rome. He was a priest. And his connection to this day that is associated now with romantic love was that he acted in civil disobedience against the Roman Empire, which at the time had disallowed men to be married unless they had first performed their military service, their required compulsory military service. And St. Valentine thought this was completely wrong, and so he would marry these men to their wives against the authority of the state. As you might expect might happen in the third century, St. Valentine died by martyrdom. And so when we see all the bright red of this season, we do better actually to think of his blood that was shed rather than some symbolic association with romantic love. So even today, just as it was in third century Rome, there are many popular practices that exist, some of which have even been enshrined by the law of the land, that are quite simply incompatible with Christianity. They are incompatible with our faith. As you probably know, in the Orthodox Church, we do not bless same-sex unions. It doesn't matter if the law of the land has made that legal in terms of the U.S. government. We do not bless those unions in the Orthodox Church. That is not to say, of course, that these folks are not welcome. They're welcome to be with us in church if they really want to seek God. We're just not going to normalize their unions. Another thing that we hold firmly to is that we deem sex outside of marriage to be a sin. That's not a very popular stance, probably never has been. We don't condone abortion. We probably all know this. But there are other things that are not related to these kinds of ethics. For instance, we hear very clearly in the gospel that you cannot serve God and money. You have to choose. You either serve God or you serve money. The relentless pursuit of wealth is incompatible with Christianity. And of course, we stand against all forms of racism, sexism, and a lot of other isms out there in the world that appear with discouraging frequency. Now, if you take these ethical precepts to heart and you live by them, 
there's a really good chance that you're going to take some heat for it. There's a really good chance that you're going to face perhaps even some alienation from your friends or colleagues or co-workers or associates or neighbors. There's a really good chance that that will happen. And it might even be pretty intense. It might be red hot, in fact. But this is nothing new. As we heard St. Paul address the Corinthians today, he says, you, brothers and sisters, are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. Pretty clear. He calls us to be separate from any kind of uncleanness that we may find in the world. Anything that is incompatible with our faith. And I have to say that it was probably even more difficult in the third century than it is right now to do that. But that can be difficult. It can be really difficult to face the loss of friends or neighbors or colleagues or people who practice these other things, believe in these other things. And so God does not leave you alone without a little bit of grace. Hear what he says in verse 17 of chapter 6. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So you're not going to be an orphan. You're not going to be all alone and sad with no friends. Because you have a new family here. You have a new family with God as your father, and you are all his sons and daughters, part of a new family. If you hold to these ethical precepts, these teachings, and you take them to heart. So, what does that leave for you to do? I would suggest that we all learn what is incompatible with Christianity. That we all take that task seriously. And you can do this in so many ways. You can attend our Bible studies. I offer two of them every week to learn what is incompatible with Christianity. If you don't have the time to do that, you can read Scripture on your own at home. And I hope that you do that anyway. And if, that's not an, if, that, if you don't have time for that, there are even some good podcasts that you can plug in in the car. I'm not judging anyone. Do what you need to do to learn what is incompatible with Christianity, because the extent to which, the extent to which we practice what is incompatible with our faith, we distance ourselves from God, our Father. We distance ourselves from Him. Now, I don't know about you, but I think there are a lot of people out there who are thirsting for the kind of family that God is willing to provide to us, that He wants to provide to us, that he wants to give us, especially after almost a century of individualism, which has done nothing to us except make us lonely and polarized and suspicious. I think all of us and a lot of other people out there want a place where they can experience real fellowship in a true family with God as their father. 
where they can experience God's love, a love that motivated him to shed his bright red blood for us and that inspired St. Valentine to do the same.